Hello and welcome to Donnacloney Parish Dial-In Service. We're glad you can join with us in the services that we're trying to produce Sunday by Sunday and we hope you're encouraged and helped and challenged by them. We want you to know that we are still trying to connect with people and if you need any help at this time, whether for prescriptions or uh, for help or just want to speak to someone, please phone the rectory on 3888 or the Curedage on 3888-2511. We're here to help you. We hope you enjoy this service. Let's pray together before we open God's Word this morning. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would speak to us of the hope of not only Christ's first coming, but of his second coming. And prepare our hearts and our minds and our wills for that second coming. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, 2020, it's been a year that we'd rather put behind us. Unexpected change. I wonder what odds you would have got this time last year if you said Boris Johnson would still leave the Conservative Party, that Joe Biden would be the president-elect, and the world would come to a standstill because of a tiny unseen virus. And the upheaval of it all, it's been totally unsettling, particularly as we move into a new lockdown coming on St. Stephen's Day on Boxing Day. Many are questioning, is anybody in control? And what's true on a global level is also true of a personal level. We feel uncertain this Christmas. And maybe this year, 2020 has been a very hard one for you. For us as a family, uh, we lost my father. And so this Christmas is going to be very different indeed. And we've all known loss this year. Whether it's been the loss of bereavement or this Christmas time not being able to gather with a family or the loss of a job or a loss of something that we were able to do, but now on the 26th of December, we'll no longer be able to do. We know how the people of Micah chapter 5 felt. It's a famous carol reading, carol service reading. It'll be read up and down the land during these days. And for just a few minutes, I want us to think about what it means for us. And this morning, I really want to just focus in on verse 2. And then on Christmas Eve, I'm going to focus in on verse 4. But here's verse 2. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Micah, the prophet, speaks these words 700 years before the very first Christmas where God promises the coming forth of his ruler. And that reading, those readings we had in Luke leaves us, and in John leave us in no doubt at all, that God's ruler is God with us, Emmanuel, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so from Micah chapter 5, verse 2, I want us to see a few things about Jesus. The first thing is that he's a necessary ruler. See, what we need to get is that 700 years before the birth of Christ, 
The nation of Israel was in a complete mess. The nation's capital, Jerusalem, was under siege from our enemies. Jerusalem had been attacked many times by many enemies, so we can't be entirely sure of when this is. But the reference is probably anticipating the year 587 BC, when Assyria and Babylon, uh, Assyria first, and they weren't able to, but then Babylon came and attacked Jerusalem, besieging the city. And it was a successful siege. Israel's troops couldn't save the city. Israel's leader couldn't save the city. And so look at verse 1. Marshal your troops now, city of troops, for a siege is laid against us. They will strike Israel's ruler on the cheek with a rod. Israel's ruler at this time can't save himself, let alone his people. And so Israel was ruined and rulerless, defeated and humiliated and dragged off to Babylon. So now, leaderless, they need another ruler. And so do we, if we're being honest. We always make the joke, well, at least the people in Belfast make the joke about the Titanic, that it was all right when it left Belfast. But I wonder, did you know how long it took for that ship to sink? A half an hour after the iceberg hit the ship, passengers were taking bits of ice and using them in their cocktails. It's a good parable of our times, isn't it? Whether we're listening in or we're watching or doing it live this morning, speaking about this passage, we're well aware that we and everyone else is on good ship HMS humanity. And we have a problem. It's called the coronavirus. And whether we're going to add bits of ice to the cocktails of our life, the reality is that HMS humanity is whole beneath the waterline and we're in badly need of a rescue. Our hearts are under siege. And actually, truth be told, COVID-19 is only a small bit of our problem. The deeper problem is we're sinners. And so we need a rescuer to help us. And whether we think we can search for a hero as the song goes inside ourselves or someone else, we always end up disappointed, don't we? But the good news is, in that first Christmas, God sent us, you and me, a ruler that we need. The tragic news of Christmas is that many miss him. They celebrate Christmas, but not the Christ. Because although Jesus is a necessary ruler, he's also, and here's the second thing I want to share with you this morning, should I say, he's an unexpected ruler. I want us to notice that from Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Because it's sometimes easy to miss the obvious. There once was a man who worked for the post office, and his job was to work out all the ineligible addresses. And one day a letter arrived addressed to God, and everybody was scratching their heads. Well, how do you send it on to God? What they thought was, well, let's open up the letter and see what it says. Here's what the letter said. Dear God, 
I'm an 83-year-old widow, living on a very small pension. Yesterday, someone stole my purse, which had £100 in it, all the money I had until my next pension payment. Next week, it's Christmas, and, invited to, and I've invited two of my friends to come with me for lunch. Without that money, I've no one to turn to. You're my only hope. Please, can you help me? Yours, sincerely, Edna. Well, the postal worker broke down in tears and he showed the letter to all his colleagues and they all dipped into their pockets, made a collection which came to the, the sum of 96 points and sent it on to the woman. Well, Christmas came and went and in the new year, another letter came from Edna addressed to God. Well, the postal worker was very eager to open this letter and to gather round all the postal workers again to read out what this letter said. Dear God, it said, how can I ever thank you for what you did for me? I was able to have a glorious lunch with my friends and I told them about you and your wonderful gift and how you answered my prayer. By the way, there was four pounds missing. It must have been nicked by those thieves at the post office. <laughs> it's easy to miss the obvious, isn't it? We'll look down to Micah 5 and verse 2 and see that God's ruler will come from Bethlehem in the region of Ephrathah. And the significant thing about Bethlehem was it was insignificant. We've already sung, O little town of Bethlehem. Too little, even to be a clan in Judah. Bethlehem is about six miles south of Jerusalem. Think about somewhere like Achagalim. We could say, well, no offence to anybody who comes from Achagalim, but what good comes from Achagalim? But what good would come from Bethlehem? Well, apparently, God's ruler would. See, God has a wonderful habit of choosing the obscure, the insignificant, the small, the lowly, whether that's people or places. God loves to puncture our pride by doing things that we would never do. And sure enough, 700 years before Christ is born, God does the ultimate. His only son is born. Not in a palace, but in a feeding trough, in a stable, in nowhere Bethlehem. Not to a, a royalty or a celebrity, but to a peasant girl and her carpenter husband. No wonder so many missed God's unexpected ruler, both that first Christmas and indeed this Christmas. For those with eyes to see, they could see that baby in Bethlehem was in fact God's ruler. And those with eyes to see, see the same today. I hope that if you're just tuning into this, you'll discover an unexpected, altogether wonderful ruler in Jesus Christ. And see, for the first time he came, he was an unexpected ruler. But a necessary ruler.
And finally, he's the promised ruler. Bethlehem was a small town, insignificant, lowly. But it was famous for one thing. It was the birthplace of Israel's greatest king, King David. And God had made an amazing promise to King David that one of his ancestors, one of his descendants, would rule forever. And do you see how that promise is picked up in verse 2 here? But you, Bethlehem of Phratha, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. The ruler to come would have a, an ancient lineage, an eternal origin. For hundreds of years, people look for this ruler, and for hundreds of years, the people ask, where would he be born? It was the same question that King Herod asked his, asked the wise men and, uh, and all the theologians and Bible scholars around him. It says, when he called together all the people's chief priests and the teacher of the law, he asked them, where was the Messiah to be born? In Bethlehem and Judea, they replied. For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Christmas tells us that God always keeps his promises. So Jesus is the necessary, unexpected, and promised ruler. The question I want to leave with you this morning is this. Is he your ruler? Because that's what a Christian is. Someone who recognizes that Jesus is God's ruler and they live under his rule. So rather than living with me at the center of my life, Jesus is at the center of my life. Rather than doing what I want, I do what Jesus wants. He's a great ruler. And we can see that in verse 4. We'll be studying that on Christmas Eve. So this Christmas, will you bow the knee to God's ruler? Because Jesus is the ruler that you and I need. Because Jesus, he's more than just a lifestyle choice. You go to church and I play golf. You read the Bible, I like to read the paper. Because look, if Jesus is God's king, living under his good rule, it's not just optional, it's crucial. By all means, play golf. By all means, read the paper. But make Jesus the center of your life. Make your life about him. You won't regret it. The ultimate way to have not just a happy Christmas, but to have a happy life forever is to give your life to Jesus. I wonder would you do that this morning? Will you follow an ABC? Ask Jesus to forgive you for your sins. To believe that he is God's necessary. To see that he is God's 
unexpected. See that he's God's promised ruler. See he's God the Son. And then to confess that, to tell other people that. What a way to start Christmas. For the others who are not ready to do that this morning, I appreciate that. But I want to challenge you to explore more. Because if there's even a small chance that Jesus is the necessary, unexpected and promised ruler, surely it's worth a bit of your time looking into that. We're now going to sing together as we sing joy to the world. Thank you for being with us today. We pray that this service has been an encouragement to you, a challenge and a help to build you up in your faith in Christ. We've now ended our church service and we'd be delighted if you can join with us again. Thank you for being with us in Donna Cluny Parish. God bless you.